So once upon a time, there was a guy named Bryant. Bryant was tall and handsome, and he loved baseball. In June of 2017, Bryant moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and opened his very own independent marketing firm. He named it Namtab Consultants. Namtab being Batman, spelled backwards, because in addition to liking baseball, Bryant also liked Batman. For a while, Namtab Consultants aggressively recruited for jobs that seemed too good to be true. Their social media featured many happy young people in suits, side-hugging and presenting each other with certificates. And then, it all stopped. There was no explanation. There was no goodbye. Namtab just ceased to exist. Denton Bryant moved to Houston, Texas, and opened yet another independent marketing firm, this time named 27 Battles. And then, just a few months later, it vanished too. And so did Bryant, at least publicly from social media. His last Instagram was a letter from the CEO of Sidcor, congratulating him on being the top AT&T sales rep for the entire nation. And his reward? A Visa gift card in the amount of $100. There was also the story of Empyreal Marketing Solutions, or, I don't know, Imperial, but spelled with an E, so Empyreal. Anyway, Empyreal Marketing Solutions was first mentioned on LinkedIn by its CEO, Greg, in 2015. By the summer of 2016, Greg had filed for a business license in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and began recruiting. And then, he stopped recruiting, and Empyreal Marketing Solutions disappeared. On LinkedIn, Greg now says he works for Talbert & Associates, another independent marketing firm, and claims that 2019 is the year he will rebuild his own business. And then there's the story of Matt, the CEO. Matt moved to Chattanooga in 2015 and opened Capital Marketing Solutions, a top-tier marketing firm with Fortune 500 clients. He began aggressively spamming local job boards with ads until one day it all abruptly stopped. In the summer of 2017, G3 moved to Chattanooga to open Lions Marketing Inc., which would later change its name to Lions Executives. Its business license was filed for the exact same address that it once belonged to in Pyreal Marketing Solutions. Lions Executives then relocated from Chattanooga to Houston, Texas. And you get the picture. In addition to the companies I could verify as being part of the business, there were a whole lot more that I couldn't. And that's because despite the aggressive spam they pour onto the internet, it's all just old job ads and social media posts. Things that expire can be erased really easily. The point is, Equip Marketing Solutions wasn't the first of these bullshit companies to come to Chattanooga. And as I had discovered, it was not the last. Are you with Costco or are you uh, one of the smart circle salespeople? Uh, my company is hired by Costco and DirecTV. Oh, okay. Which company is that? Is that? Uh, Middle Tennessee Events. Middle Tennessee Events. Middle Tennessee Events. Which begs the question. If Smart Circle, Sincor, Credico, whatever, the business, if they've tried to open 15 of these companies in Chattanooga and 15 have failed, why would they continue opening them? 
The only answer that makes any sense to me is that they profit off of those failures. That they lose nothing when an office closes and stand to make more when the next office comes to replace it. In other words, these owners are actually the customers. Which begs the next question, just how much does it cost to open one of these offices? And if they retrain your ass to make you start all over again, do you have to pay those fees once again to get your fake-ass independent marketing firm back? If I wanted answers, there was only one place I could go. Costco, where every week there was a new revolving door of overdressed salespeople eager to extol upon me the virtues of DirecTV. Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you work for Costco? Uh, not, not necessarily. Uh, yeah, the TV's here. Uh, you see 4K Ultra. Uh, I work Direct TV, and they are the only ones that have 4K. Yeah. They have that quality. Interesting. Uh, Mid Tennessee events. From their copious social media, I learned it was owned by a CEO named Mike. Mike wore a very happy smile, but his eyes were sad and desperate. Kind of like William H. Macy's character in that movie Fargo. Anyway, I'd actually seen him a few weeks earlier. Both Mike and his right-hand man, Matt, had joined Equip Marketing Solutions for one of their infamous team nights at the bowling alley. I guess they were on a road trip. But now, Equip was gone. And Mid-Tennessee Events have been sent to replace it. Their corporate logo featured some shitty clip art of the Colorado Rockies, which suggested Mike, the CEO, was pretty clueless about Middle Tennessee. And as I discovered, his employees were pretty clueless about the business they worked for. Hi. I think this guy, hi, how's it going? Are you a smart circle guy? Are you a smart circle guy? How much does it cost to retrain? He knows all about. How much does it cost to open a, open an office right now? Um, I'm not sure. How much does it cost to start the Smart Circle business? Once you go through the sales and like you pay the fee to start, what is the fee? I really wouldn't know. I want to know what the fee is for that because I've heard different like. Yeah, my my owner hasn't. Yeah, never mentioned it. Nobody ever knows. Huh. All right. Well, well, and even if they did, they can't say. So. Why can't they say? Part of the rules. They don't even tell like you while you're training. Huh? I mean. I'm right underneath being an owner, an owner right now, and I still don't know. What point do they tell you? When you're when you're promoted out to take over a store and become an owner. Uh, and then they tell you. How do you know about that? Oh, it's just a cool world, you know? Yeah, That's not cool. too many people know about Smart Circle. I know, because they really like uh, to like hide their name. Within reason. I mean, yeah. Well, so behind the scenes type thing. What, how much are the fees to start? It's just your, it's just local fees. I think he's referring to the fees that any local business would pay when they get a license. On the way to ownership, they often stress that there are no fees to open your office. But according to former owners, you have to earn money that then goes into your business account, which is controlled by the business. So it's just some rhetorical sleight of hand. Yeah, you don't pay fees, but you work and earn money that they keep without paying you and instead pay themselves. How much are the fees to start? It, it depends, like in Tennessee, I think it's a couple hundred bucks. Um, 
in Georgia, it's you know every every state's a little different. Oh, interesting. Um, do you have to do like the business savings account while you're working? That like you don't have to. It's recommended. Yeah. And so that money is like used for the fees. Like once you. Oh, okay, okay. And if you go on a retrain, do you have to repay? Like if you go on a retrain and like. And then go back. You know, if you like the business gets taken away. And you go to retrain and you go back. And you go that, back. I, I don't know either. All right. Well, cool. A retrain. He's been curious too. Yeah, and it's hard to explain. They're always hiring at Mid Tennessee if you're yeah. ever looking for something on the. No, side. I personally have. It just seems a little weird to me. Of all the reps that I spoke to at Costco, only one guy seemed to make any fucking sense to me when he tried to explain the business. I'll let him put it in his own words. It's, it's a legitimate pyramid scheme, essentially. You don't have to give me your real name, but what's your fake name? Uh... Rage Cage Zilla. Rage Cage Zilla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, Mr. Cage Zilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you come into contact with uh, that company? Um, I figured they got my my information off a recruiter side or like Indeed or something like that because uh, I didn't ever reply, but I but I got emails and calls from them hmm. uh, asking me to come in for an interview. Mr. Cagezilla had left some negative comments online about having worked for Mid-Tennessee events and finding the whole experience to be shady. That was his word. When I first saw the office, it, it, I was like, well, this is new because there's hardly any furniture in there. You know, like I expect, you know, like they had a folding chair in there at one point, you know, so I mean like a yard you put in your backyard. That was another one of the many red flags that Mr. Cagezilla noticed as he began working for Mid-Tennessee events. You know, the company's called Mid-Tennessee Events, and so when I went on the website, um, the what they showed on there looked like uh, marketing jobs, like you're doing marketing to set up events, you know, which it fits the name, so that makes sense. Um, and then I go in there and the guy's like, well, what do you know about the company? And I explain what I see on the website, and he's like, oh, well, we don't do any of that. That's, that's inaccurate. Uh, we do like affiliate sales for DirecTV and AT&T and stuff, you know. Uh, so I was immediately, I was thrown by that, but I was like, okay, maybe you just hired the wrong guy to make your site. Uh, but yeah, that was suspicious. <laughs> that was the suspicion number one. <laughs> All right, you got a bullshit website, you got a bullshit job ad, you got some folding chairs. <laughs> there were other red flags too. I had an interview where we just talked about you know, like a normal job interview, what, you know, what the candidate's looking for, what the company's looking for. Uh, and, you know, he was telling me uh, they're looking for owners, you know, they're looking for people to start out in sales, but then work their way up to get their own team and then eventually their own location. I've never, I like, like, it was just odd to have a company be like, yeah, we're looking for managers. And it's like it, and there's infinite room for them. Mr. Rage Cagezilla said that things had started out shady but every day got a little shadier. Um, I was there for about two months and the, the red flags I saw mainly were just, it was like nobody had been there I felt like longer than like a year. It just nobody knows what the company, what's going on in the company. You know, like, cause everybody's new, nobody's been there long enough, nobody's dealt with the stuff. So nobody really knows what the, what the bigger company's doing, the, 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 
you know, corporate side of it. You mentioned that, I mean, we all know that they talk about how all the money that you can make at these companies. Do mm -hmm. they seem like they're making money? Well, when when you look at the, when I looked at the numbers, you know, when, they, when they're going over how many sales they've made every morning, when you look at it, you're like, okay, they should be making a good bit of money because, you know, if they're getting, if the company's getting 200 something bucks from a direct TV sale and we've had 30 of them, I would think they're making good money. But the furniture didn't reflect that. Uh, so I was trying to figure out the math on this. So he said for every direct TV contract, Mid-Tennessee, you get 200. Yeah, something around there. And the salesperson would get like 150 or something? Yeah, like 130, somewhere around there. So how much does a DirecTV contract cost? If, like, if they, if DirecTV... Well, it's like you'll sign, somebody will sign up for a contract for a year or two, and, and, you know, like, I mean, a cheaper contract would be like 75, 80 bucks a month. Okay, so 80 bucks a month times 12 months, 960 bucks. Let's just make it easy on me and round it up to a thousand. Okay, a thousand bucks. And Mid Tennessee Events is taking about three hundred and fifty of it. So a thirty-five percent fee for signing somebody up for direct TV. I mean, I know direct TV sucks and they're hard up for customers, but a thirty-five percent fee? This makes no fucking sense to me at all. One thing I've heard too is they say you get X amount for the contract, but then they give you less than that because they keep a portion of it in case the person cancels the contract. Mm -hmm. And if the person cancels the contract, you actually have to pay back what they already paid you. So that's how people's paychecks can end up being shorted because somebody canceled the contract on, then they had already been paid a commission. Mm -hmm. So they take the commission back. Yeah. They talked about that too. If you, if somebody cancels, uh, they got to pay back stuff. Um, there was a woman there who, the last like two paychecks, two or three paychecks she got, she'd said it was short, she should have been more. And then there was a, uh, they, they got something about how they do their clock in and out system um, with these other companies. So that way, you know, the companies that they're selling stuff for know that there's actually salespeople there. Something about that, they, if you don't clock in, they were gonna, uh, not pay you for the day so there were some people that like they'd clock in they just forget you know they'd be at the station but they'd forget to clock in but they'd end up not getting paid but they made sales I mean, it's like but they're not getting paid because they broke the clock in rule so they would make a sale and the owner would get the money for the sale but they wouldn't get paid yeah i think that i think that was like what happened to a guy and that's why i quit like he was making most of the sales you know, at the time, and it's like so he like he was the top dude for a while. Like when I was there, when he was when I was there, and he was also there before he left. He was the one making the most sales, and they were like, hey, if you don't clock in on time, and he just kept forgetting, and they took. But it's like you still make. You know, if you made five sales that day, that's proof you were there. You know, you made five sales. You can't make five sales from home. You know, so like, you know that you should be. You know, that's proof you're there. You should be getting paid for that. Were your checks ever short? Uh, well, I never made any sales, so uh, no. They were just giving me the hourly rate, you know, and that's basic math. You can't really jip me on there and be like, no, the company keeps half of what you get an hour, because, you know, so I, I decided to quit because it was like everybody that was doing well there was leaving. They were getting sick of it. And so it was like, well, you know, hell, if they're, if they're doing good and they're 
quitting? What chance do I have if I haven't sold one thing? One thing I've read a lot about in this business is that, like they end up sending people. They're like, "There's a great opportunity in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Once in a lifetime, you got to take it. So we're going to move you there, and we've already got your house setting, housing set up. Don't worry, we've got an apartment mm-hmm. for you." Uh, and then you find out you're living in a two-bedroom apartment with like eight people, and one of them is your owner, who's supposedly yeah. healthy. Well, I'd heard them. They'd mentioned about you know they've they talked some about you know once you get enough sales and you get consistent enough, moving um, moving to a new city and starting helping start up there, and uh, they mentioned they did. Yeah, I remember Michael did mention like you know like. You'll be living with some people for a while, you know, till y'all set up enough, you know, to get your own spots in the city or whatever, if you want to. But, but, yeah, like I got the, uh, I'd heard some people there that had moved talk about, uh, they'd lived with like five other people in a place, you know. Um, so that was, that's another thing. I've never heard of a company where everybody's living together unless, you know, you're living in Antarctica doing science or you know a miner in the coal mine and you got to sleep down there sometimes you know or on a submarine you know like uh the other thing that i've heard a lot about in these businesses is that like the owner and the admin end up married because they never have any other time outside of the business what was the vibe between the owner and admin there i felt like they were a couple they might have been married um i can't i can't remember because i mean it's just earlier but i mean yeah they talked about how they didn't have time and you know, like they did stuff together, you know. So I can I could totally see how that would naturally happen because if you're just spending all your time with the same person and you don't have really any outside time because you're spending, you know, most of your life on this company weekly, then it it just it makes sense it would happen. I could see how it's happened everywhere, you know. Did he say that? Did he say he was living in Alabama? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. He, he was said, driving. Did he say what his commute was like? I think they were. I think they said it was like forty minutes or something, but it was. It might have been more than that, but I do remember when he told me, I was like, "Like, dude, I live nine minutes away. Like, how are you living so far away from your office? You know, if you're gonna set, you'd think if you're setting up an office somewhere, you'd put it around your housing. You know, unless, of course, the choice of where you open your <laughs> independent business isn't actually made by you at all. So I asked Rage Cagezilla. If in all his time at Mid-Tennessee events, anyone ever bothered to tell him about Smart Circle? Smart Circle. Um, I'm not sure. You'd have to... Do you know know what it is? Do I know what it is? Hell yes, I do, but it takes forever to explain. So, like, 20 minutes later... So you were working for a Smart Circle company. Did he ever say anything about Smart Circle? I don't remember anything about Smart Circle at all. Like, it... um, he said something about like corporate or whatever, but it was never a company name. It was it was just as if Mid Tennessee was the name of the corporate, you know. But yeah, I don't remember him saying anything about Smart Circle. I asked him if he ever got to go to one of those cool leadership conventions where hundreds of salespeople from all around the country go to these black tie gala balls and win little award statues like the Oscars, but you know, for people selling shit inside Costco. No, I didn't see any of that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking crazy. And I'd, I'd like to see those pictures of people. Hey, you sold 100 DirecTV? Like, oh, yeah. Hold on, I don't want to blow your mind with this shit here. At this point, I produced a copy of something called 
Limitless Business Magazine. They have their own magazines. Oh, wow. It's an internal magazine that exists solely to market the business to its employees. It used to be called Juice Magazine, and then it was The Sidcore Times. Limitless is the magazine for the credit code division of the business, and it is fucking spectacular. It is just glossy page after glossy page of tuxes and evening gowns and oversized novelty checks. There are testimonials from owners all over the world. And even though it's a magazine dedicated exclusively to Credico, you can barely find its name in any of those pages. Whatever. I think we got all here. Oh yeah, wait. Okay, last question. Do you think they're in a cult? No, I think they're in a cult. Do you think Mike and Matt and MTE and these other people, do you think they're in a cult? You know, you never know. If it's as, if it's as uh, dire of a situation that it, it seems from the outside, you know, and it seems to kind of paint its way to be, um, which, you know, we could all be, you know, we could be just misunderstanding it. But if it is that dire of a situation, I don't understand how... Somebody can just let themselves be broke and work so much unless they really believe that they're going to be successful or there's some other motivation there. I mean, you're talking about a man putting away some hours. You'd think with all that money, you wouldn't need to. But at the same time, as, as bad as it looks, who knows? They could be putting away all this damn money, you know, and that's why they're still doing it, but it doesn't really look that way. Like, it doesn't look like it. You know, they've got, they dress nice, but that's as much as you see. But yeah, I have, I have absolutely no idea if they're in a cult. That would be amusing to find out, though. For all the talk of being an independent business, mid-Tennessee events seem to pretty much be the same business that all those other businesses were, both nationally and here locally, even down to the day that it had abruptly closed. In September of 2019, Matt, the CEO, took over for Mike, the CEO, and rebranded Mid-Tennessee Events as Mid-Tennessee Executives. But the spam job ads were the same, and the office was the same. Even the shitty clip art logo of the Colorado Rockies was the same. And Matt, the CEO? Well, you remember that guy. That's Not cool. too many people know about Smart Circle. I know, because they really like to like hide their name. Within reason. Matt was Mike's right-hand man, and I'd first seen him show up on Equip Marketing Solutions social media about a year ago. He was road tripping around the South with the business, and now he finally made it all the way to ownership. Ownership. But what about Mike, the CEO? Well, when his social media flow slowed to a trickle, I called over there. I talked to his admin, his girlfriend, whatever. She tried to give me that same bullshit doublespeak Anthony had given me when I asked if he was going on a retrain. She told me that Mike, the CEO, had done such a great job that he was now leaving his company so another CEO could run it while he went to work at a different company under another CEO to learn a new campaign. Well, a couple months later, both Mike, the CEO, and his admin change their relationship statuses to single. And then there was the story of Brock, the CEO. Brock. 
Brock was promoted by Tony, the CEO at Prominent Business Solutions in Jacksonville, Florida, to open Paramount Consulting in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But then, just a couple months later, it closed too. But then, Tony, the CEO, left Prominent Business Solutions in Jacksonville and moved to Chattanooga to take over Paramount Consulting. And then there was the new independent marketing firm named VP Rush, Inc. VP Rush Inc. was founded by Isaac, the CEO. His company attracted so many negative online reviews that they had to change their name to Grand Elite Marketing. They also began recruiting under the fake company name of Workplace Events. What the fuck? Seriously? At this point, there are three of these bullshit companies open at the same time here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Not the biggest market in the world. We got a Smart Circle one, we got a Zidcore one, and we got a Credco one. All spamming the same job ads, all competing against each other to try and find that small percentage of the population that they can scam into this bullshit cult. Did these owners even know how many other owners had come and gone before them? Did they realize that these companies have a 100% failure rate here in Chattanooga? I got questions, motherfucker. Like, how much money does it cost to open one of these companies? And do you have to pay it back when your company gets taken away? It's pretty clear that if I wanted an answer to these basic questions, I couldn't just talk to an employee. I had to talk to an owner. Okay, I just visited the offices of Mid-Tennessee Executives and saw Matt, the CEO. He told me if I want an interview to come back Monday at 1.30. So I'm going to come back Monday at 1.30. Okay, it's Monday. Uh, it's about 1.38, and I'm at the offices of Mid-Tennessee Executives, but Matt, the CEO, is not here. In fact, the doors are locked. The lights are off. There appears to be no one inside when I look through the windows. Hmm. Now, whatever. I'm going to try Matt again. But there's three of these companies in town. Certainly, I can find one owner to talk to me. Right? Yeah. On the next episode of my sweet podcast... I'm going to find me one of these owners to talk to, goddammit. Thanks again to Malele Roots for letting me use this awesome song. I guess it's kind of my theme song now. Tommy Santa Claus for all the scary music. And thanks to my weed dealer for always coming through with the good stuff. 